Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host, and spring is finally on the horizon. Spring is my favorite time to declutter, reorganize, and refresh my whole house, but especially my kitchen. P.S. I have a whole kitchen organization hack series I did last year that I'll link in the show notes on everything from organizing your pantry to your fridge to your freezer. So this also makes it a really good time to do what I like to call a pantry purge. Clean out all the excess food in your kitchen so you can declutter, organize, and restock as needed once you're all cleaned out. A nice fresh start for spring. If you listened to my episode last year on how to do a pantry purge, you probably already know what it is. But it's a designated amount of time where you intentionally purge, get rid of, what's in your pantry. I usually do about three to four weeks, and the goal isn't to throw it out, of course, unless it's expired, but to use it all up. I also include the freezer and the fridge in this as well because the goal is to use everything up over a period of time so that you can restock with the things that you actually use on a regular basis and get rid of the things that have just been sitting in your pantry for way too long. If you listened to the last bonus episode, you know that we are also going to do a free community challenge around this pantry purge, which kicks off on March 4th. That's today if you're listening live. But it goes through April 3rd, so you can join at any point during the challenge. And if you haven't yet joined, what are you waiting for? The fun starts today, but like I said, you can join at any point in the month. You'll get a series of welcome emails, plus a new email every Friday with tips and pantry recipes from my own collection as well. So if you head to bit.ly slash pantry purge, you can join. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Let's get to the topic of today's episode. I am going to share with you a bunch of very specific ideas for using common pantry and freezer items that you might have on hand. This is something that I get asked a lot. I want to do a pantry purge, but I never know where or how to find recipes. And one of my favorite ways to find recipes and where to find recipes is kind of where you love to find recipes. But the easiest way I find when you're doing a pantry purge is online. 
online. So you can either use Google or you can use Pinterest. And what I like to do is search for recipes with this certain ingredient. But today I want to give you a bunch of ideas that you can go off of. And so you can utilize these very common pantry items and you can find recipes like this or there are some recipes from my own collection that I will link in the show notes as well. So head to the show notes to grab a whole list of all of my favorite pantry recipes. So let's dive in with starting with canned and jarred items. So the first item I hear people tend to have on hand, but they're like, okay, what do I do with it outside of salad? You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about tuna. Tuna and salmon. What in the world do we do with canned tuna? It's so inexpensive. It's a great inexpensive form of protein. And honestly, you guys, I love canned salmon. It's really delicious. I didn't have canned salmon until I was an adult. We had tuna around a lot as a kid. But canned salmon can be used in so many delicious ways. My favorite way to use it is as salmon cakes or salmon burgers. I have a lemon basil salmon burger recipe that I don't actually have on the blog right now. um, But it is in a couple of my ebooks. And it uses lemon, fresh basil. I use an egg to bind it together some breadcrumbs. They are delicious and taste gourmet and I use canned salmon for them. You can use fresh salmon, but they're just as delicious with canned salmon. And then I also have a ginger turmeric turmeric salmon cake recipe on my website and I will link that one. It's delicious and I love it for lunches. It's really great for lunches. You can also use canned salmon instead of fresh in a lot of recipes as well, like a salmon niçoise salad. Um, just like you could also use it just like a tuna salad, but use salmon instead. I love making a quick salmon pate with just some mayonnaise, lemon juice, and whatever your favorite herbs are, some fresh herbs. And you can use crackers to dip that in. It's sort of like an up-leveled tuna salad. It's really delicious. So tuna. Okay. We've all got cans of tuna, unless you hate tuna. If you don't, well, then you probably don't have them in your pantry. But most of us have cans of tuna in our pantry. What do you make outside of tuna salad? Well, my favorite growing up was tuna casserole, which I feel like is such like a quote unquote mom meal. But you guys, it's one of my favorite like childhood memory foods. I don't think it's like my favorite flavors ever, but it just is so comfort foody to me. And I'm actually currently working on a healthier tuna casserole recipe that you will actually get as a part of the pantry purge challenge. It's really delicious, I promise, but you might have your own tuna casserole recipe that you like, so that's certainly an option. Tuna salad is also an option. And there are so many ways to up-level your tuna salad as well. I love making tuna salad with chopped dill pickles in it and for a little bit of that, you know, kind of dilly, pickly, briny flavor. But you can also make it with sweet relish, which is how I enjoyed it as a child. And it's a little bit sweet, a little bit salty, really delicious. You can turn that tuna salad into a tuna melt, which... Again, something I used to eat a lot growing up. I feel like a lot of these are very nostalgic recipes. Or you can up-level your tuna even more and make a tuna and white bean salad. So this is sort of like a southern French-inspired salad with canned tuna. I like oil-packed canned tuna. This is my favorite way to enjoy it. It just has a little bit of a better texture. So some oil-packed tuna, chopped red onion, chopped parsley, dressed with a little bit of lemon juice, olive oil, 
capers and then those white beans. It's really delicious. You can eat it by itself. You can have it on top of some baguette or crostini, or you can have it on top of greens. It's really delicious that way as well. So few ideas for canned tuna, canned salmon. I know it's that one ingredient oftentimes we're like, what am I going to do with this? So I wanted to get that one out of the way first. Let's get into some more of the more common ones. Canned tomatoes. Okay, we've all got canned tomatoes in our pantry, right? And oftentimes we have a lot of canned tomatoes because they go on sale and we're like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to use canned tomatoes. And then we use one. (laughs) So here are a favorite way, a few of my favorite ways to use canned tomatoes. Chili is number one. I know that we're coming into springtime, but it's definitely still a little bit chilly where I am. So I, oh my gosh, I just made a pun. Didn't even realize I was going to. It's chilly. So it's a good time for chili. Nope, it didn't work. We're going to keep this in. (laughs) So chili is great. I love making a classic chili. I have a beef and butternut squash chili that we love to make. It's not really butternut squash season anymore, but I also will use um, frozen butternut squash in that recipe as well, and that's really delicious. There are so many soups that utilize canned tomatoes, so look up soups that have canned tomatoes in them. I have an enchilada soup recipe that we really love that uses canned tomatoes, tortellini sausage soup, minestrone soup, so those are great options. You can also make a really quick pasta sauce with canned tomatoes. So anything from bolognese to lasagna, you can make an eggplant parmesan. You can take those canned tomatoes and you can blend them up, add some spices, some salt. If they're a little bit acidic, you can add a little pinch of sugar or a little bit of honey to make that acidity a little bit more mild and use it as a tomato sauce. You can also use them in shakshuka eggs. I don't know if you've ever had these, but if you are an egg fan, oh my gosh, they're so good. It's like this delicious tomato-y broth. Um, I usually cook it in a cast iron skillet and you crack the eggs in and you either let it cook on the stovetop with a cover or you can bake it in the oven and serving it over toast. Oh, it's so delicious. It's great for breakfast or lunch or dinner. It's one of those kind of any time of the day things. So a few ideas for canned tomatoes canned beans. Another super common pantry item. What are we going to do with our canned beans? So I kind of broke these up between a few different categories of most common canned beans. So first one being garbanzo beans or chickpeas. I love garbanzo beans in bowls. I love roasting them up with a bunch of spices, popping them onto a bowl and along with some other roasted vegetables, maybe some quinoa. I love a Moroccan-inspired bowl, and I will season the chickpeas with cumin and cinnamon and then put them alongside some roasted carrots and some sultana raisins and some green olives. That's also really delicious over quinoa or couscous or rice. Really delicious. You can really mix up the flavors in that way. I love roasted chickpeas as just something to snack on. They're also really great on salad. I have a quinoa, kale, and chickpea salad that has some apples and some walnuts and a maple balsamic dressing. I'll link that one. It's really delicious, and that uses up several pantry ingredients there as well. I love chickpeas in curry. You can make an Indian-style chana masala. I have a butternut squash and kale curry. 
Again, I also um, will use frozen butternut squash for that as well. They're really good in Moroccan recipes, like I mentioned the bowls, but a Moroccan chickpea stew, I have a recipe for that, or a tagine is delicious with chickpeas. Of course, homemade hummus is a great option with chickpeas, and you can also make chickpeas into a salad, sort of like a chicken salad. Um, and where you mash up the chickpeas with a little bit of mayonnaise, or I've seen people use avocado as well, maybe some chopped celery, maybe some red onion, your favorite seasonings, a little bit of salt. Um, or fresh herbs, super good. So like a smashed chickpea salad. I also have a chopped chicken and chickpea salad on the blog that is really delicious. And that's an easy one. It's a little bit more of a spring and summery recipe with the fresh tomatoes and cucumbers. But for most of us in most places, if you're in North America, you can get tomatoes and cucumbers pretty much all, um, all year long because there's oftentimes hydroponic farms where you can get tomatoes and cucumbers so those are usually still pretty fresh so that's something you can make as well i love it with some feta cheese and lots of herbs um, I also have a chickpea and orzo skillet in my SOS Family Dinners ebook that is really delicious. So there's lots of one-pot meals you can make with chickpeas as well. I find they're a really great substitute for chicken in a lot of recipes. If you want a more plant-based recipe, you just kind of have to know how to use them. So follow the different ways they might cook the chicken in the recipe and see if you can replace them with chickpeas instead. Okay, black beans. There are so many things you can do with black beans, especially if you like kind of Mexican style food or um, I, I guess I should say like Mexican fusion food because I am not Mexican and don't have a lot of experience in traditional Mexican food, but I do like kind of Mexican fusion food, you know, like Chipotle style. So I have a sweet potato, a black bean, a chili in the SOS Family Dinners Cookbook that is really delicious. I believe it's on the website as well. It might be on the website as well. If it is, I'll link it. And the combination of sweet potatoes and black beans has been one of my favorites for years and years. It's so good together, like creamy with a little bit of the creamy sweet potatoes, a little bit of the of a bite to the black beans, especially in a chili with those canned tomatoes you can use again. Oh, I forgot to mention that chili when I mentioned canned tomatoes and a ton of spices. Mostly pantry ingredients there as well. So good. Uh, my kids really love black bean and corn quesadillas. Uh, my oldest daughter is really sensitive to corn and she doesn't do corn very often, but this is one of the things she requests when we do. And she can only do whole corn. She can't do any corn byproducts. She can't even do corn tortillas. So I know it's weird, but it's a sensitivity to more processed forms of corn. And so this is one she really enjoys. And we'll make them with siete food tortillas, which is why I mentioned because they are corn free. Um, we also love making nachos. And so we will make nachos nachos using siete chips as well with black beans. I have a black bean corn and quinoa salad that I personally really enjoy. It's a great meal prep salad and that one's on the website as well and that's a great, like I said, meal prep, make ahead, have it for lunches during the week. Black bean burgers are actually really easy to make and I have a couple recipes I love from other creators. I think one is by The Minimalist Baker. I have one recipe I've been working on for years and haven't been able to get the texture down quite right, so Hopefully I'll be able to create that this year and share it with all of you, but I will share the recipe that I like because um, black bean burgers are a great option too. Black bean soup, Cuban style black beans with lots of cumin and a little bit of apple cider vinegar or lemon juice. They're so good. 
black bean brownies for something a little bit sweet and black bean hummus you can use black beans in place of chickpeas and hummus and they are absolutely delicious you just kind of mix up some of the flavors maybe use lime instead of lemon still use a lot of cumin maybe use a little bit of chili powder so so good so those are a few ideas with black beans all right kidney beans i'll admit kidney beans are not my favorite when it comes to the legume family i really don't love them that much um, but i do love some recipes with them in it so we still keep them around so minestrone soup is probably the most notable and my favorite when it comes to kidney beans so I like um, minestrone soup has a lot of pantry ingredients as well. I love to add some bonza pasta to it. Bonza is made from chickpeas. And so it just adds a little bit more fiber, a little bit more protein in there. You can use those canned tomatoes, lots of vegetables. You can use basically any vegetables you have on hand, but usually I use carrot, celery, onion, and some zucchini. Classic chili is usually made with kidney beans, pasta e fagioli, three bean salad, which is something my mom used to make a ton growing up, more nostalgic foods um, that I do like in the summertime, even though it does have <laughs> kidney beans in it. Red beans and rice is a great kidney bean recipe as well. That's what I've got for kidney beans because I told you they're not my they're not my favorite, but they do definitely serve their purpose, which is how I feel about most foods that I don't love. Pinto beans. Now, pinto beans are a great kind of all-purpose bean for a lot of different recipes. They're really great as just Mexican-style beans, like a chipotle bowl kind of bean. So they're really great in bowls. They're really great in tacos, um, burritos. They're also really great to make refried beans out of. I make refried beans in the Instant Pot, which is really easy. I wish I could tell you where that recipe came from. But I have it written down and I know I didn't create it, so I can't share that one with you because I don't want to be inauthentic. But find a good refried bean recipe, especially one from the Instant Pot, and it's they're really good. Um, and you can also make baked beans. I like Boston baked beans, which are a little bit more of a summertime recipe, I think. But if, you're, if it's getting warmer where you are, you can do baked beans and potato salad and some grilled meat. Yum. <laughs> I'm really starting to think about summer. Can you tell? It's still only the end of February here. It's the last week of February. February slash first week of March. And I'm just ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> White beans are another common bean that you might have in your pantry. So that white bean tuna salad I mentioned before is a great way to use white beans. I love using white beans in white chicken chili, which is a little bit different than the other chilies I mentioned. I use some canned green chilies, which are another pantry item. Some canned green chilies, some corn. You could use frozen corn. You could use canned corn, some broth, and a bunch of spices with shredded chicken. And of course, those white beans. And it's really delicious. It's one of my kids' favorites. I also love it in cassoulet, which is a one-pot French dish with some sausage, really tasty. White bean soup is so good. I have a rosemary pancetta white bean soup in the SOS Family Dinners Cookbook. So you puree half of the white beans so it's really creamy without any extra dairy. So that's a great option. And white bean hummus. I've been making a white bean artichoke hummus for a number of years, and it's really, really delicious. So those are a bunch of ideas with canned beans. And any of these can be used for dried beans as well. We'll talk about lentils in a little bit, but you can use these for dried beans as well. You just, of course, have to cook the dried beans ahead of time. My favorite method for those is either Instant Pot or Stovetop. I haven't really had good luck with the slow cooker. But if you have dried beans, you can definitely use any of these recipes with dried beans as well. Okay, more canned items you might have on hand. Canned coconut milk. You could make 
so many different curries with canned coconut milk. So I already mentioned my butternut squash kale and chickpea curry. That one is made with coconut milk. I love a green curry with coconut milk. I have a green curry sauce in my Balance in a Bowl ebook that is so delicious. I'm going to put a reel for that up on Instagram in the next couple of weeks. And it's easy to make and so delicious. It makes your curry come together in like 10 minutes. I swear it's super easy. A little bit longer if you're using meat. I usually use tofu. But um, green curry sauce using a can of coconut milk, buttered chicken using coconut milk instead of cream. I have a reel on Instagram for that one as well. And that recipe is in my SOS Family Dinners cookbook. Coconut whipped cream, if you put it in the fridge and you um, peel off just the top layer of the coconut cream and you whip it, you have coconut whipped cream. You're welcome. Coconut rice, especially coconut lime rice or coconut cilantro lime rice is really delicious. And I love that as a side to curries and bowls. Super, super delicious. So a lot of ways you can use canned coconut milk and you can also just water it down. I'll put one can of coconut milk to an equal amount of water and shake it up in a mason jar, a large mason jar as a very quick option for smoothies as well. So Lots of goodness with canned coconut milk. Canned corn. So there are so many things you can use canned corn for. Pretty much anything you would use fresh corn kernels or frozen corn, you can use canned corn for. Um, you just want to rinse it, if, especially if it's packed. Sometimes canned corn is packed in a sugar syrup, and you want to make sure you rinse it if you don't want it extra sweet, or you drain it if the recipe doesn't call for a can undrained, okay? So if it says a half a cup of frozen corn and you want to use a half a cup of canned corn, make sure you drain it first. So chili, enchilada soup, corn chowder. There's so many options. Succotash, there's a lot of options for canned corn. So just think where you can use canned corn instead. Okay, pasta sauce. Most of us have a jar or two or 15 of pasta sauce in our pantry. So what are we going to make with pasta sauce that is not just plain pasta and sauce? Okay, well, that's number one. We can make pasta and sauce. Or we can make three cheese baked chickpeas. I have this recipe on my website and also in the SOS Family Dinners cookbook. You can make bolognese sauce with pasta sauce, just a can. You can make a kind of a cheater bolognese sauce. You can make pasta a la vodka. You literally just add a little bit of vodka. You'll cook off the alcohol, but add a little bit of vodka and a little bit of cream or like a lot of cream, like a half of a cup of cream and simmer. And it makes a deliciously creamy, flavorful sauce. You can make sauce for five-ingredient meatballs. So heat it up, add my five-ingredient meatballs to it, serve it over pasta or spaghetti squash, super easy. You can make meatball subs as well. Make a double batch of those five-ingredient meatballs. One night you can do it over spaghetti squash. One night you can make meatball subs. You can make chicken or eggplant parmesan. You can make baked ziti. So toss that sauce with a little bit of ricotta um, and some ziti or rotini, spread it out in a pan, add some shredded Italian cheese on top, bake that in the oven. Super easy, so good. You can also use it as a pizza topping. You don't need to use pizza sauce on your pizza. You can also use pasta sauce as well. All right, olives. If you have some jars of olives, what are we going to do with them? One of my favorite ways to use green olives is in picadillo, which is a one-pot beef dish. I have a recipe on my website. I also love them in a Moroccan tagine. You can make a tapenade. This works great, especially if you have several different types of olives. I love Kalamata olives in niçoise salad or Greek chicken wraps. You can make caponata, which is a southern Italian spread. It's kind of like a, a salad, and there's olives in that as well. 
you can add them to your tuna salad. We mentioned tuna earlier. You can make a Mediterranean-style tuna salad with some Kalamata olives or whatever olives you love. You can make a Kalamata olive or Again, whatever olive you love, a hummus or a puttanesca sauce is delicious with some olives as well. I already mentioned dice green chilies, but these are something you might also have in your pantry. So I wanted to mention them as well. I mentioned them in white chicken chili. I also love using them in weeknight chicken enchiladas. So I will link that recipe because that is a family favorite in our house. It's super easy. You can use them in cornbread to make your cornbread a little bit spicy as well. They're not super spicy, so you can also add them to chili in place of bell pepper or an enchilada soup in place of bell pepper, but they will add just a little bit of spice to them. Okay, so that is what I have for canned and jarred items, and we're already 22 minutes in. I've got so many ideas for you all, so let's let's keep going. So what are we going to do with some of our dry goods? So the first dry good I'm excited to talk about because this is something I've been really experimenting a lot with lately is oats. Most of us have rolled oats on hand, so rolled oats can be used for so many different things. You can make oatmeal, you can make overnight oatmeal, you can make baked oatmeal, or you can make oatmeal cups. You can also make oat milk with your oats. It's super easy to make oat milk with your oats. You can also make oat flour with your oats, which literally just requires you grinding your oats in a food processor or in, we use our Nutribullet, and you can grind them and use them for muffins or cakes or cookies. Obviously, it's a gluten-free flour, so it doesn't have gluten, so you're going to need to take that into consideration, but oat flour is super easy and has a really great fluffy texture to it as well. You can also make homemade granola. Rice. What are you going to do with rice other than just cook it up and use it as a side? Well, that's one option. And we love rice as a family. Actually, my family loves rice way more than I do, but we eat it a lot as a family. My husband's half Japanese. So any sort of Asian style food, most of the time, whatever type of Asian style food that is, whether it is Japanese or Chinese or Southeast Asian or Indian, we use a lot of rice. But other ways to use rice are you can make fried rice, especially it's especially good with leftover rice. You can make rice pilaf. You can make risotto. Yes, you could. You should be using arborio rice for risotto, I say as a chef, but you can use any type of rice for risotto, I say as a human who knows we don't always have arborio rice on hand. You can make stuffed peppers with rice. You can make risotto stuffed peppers, which is a recipe that I'm working on recreating from when I lived in Italy. You can make rice pudding. You can make mujadara, which is one of my favorite Middle Eastern comfort food recipes. That recipe is in the SOS Family Cookbook. Um, you can add it to soup. You can add cooked rice to soup like chicken and rice soup. You can make paella. You can use it as a base to all sorts of different bowls. Like I mentioned, there is a Korean bowl I like to use them in, a copycat chipotle style bowl. I like to use it in a teriyaki chicken bowl or a peanut chicken bowl. Those are just a few off the top of my head, but rice is great in bowls. And you could also make dirty rice. Quinoa. As an alternative to rice, you can use quinoa basically anywhere you're going to use rice. It's also a great base to bowls. I love it in Moroccan bowls or in a Greek style bowl or just in a roasted veggie bowl. Uh, You can use it in casseroles in place of rice. Oh, I forgot to mention casseroles. My goodness, for rice. Yeah, you could make like broccoli, chicken, rice casserole. I have a quinoa fajita casserole that is absolutely delicious. 
You could also use rice in place of the quinoa if you have rice and not quinoa in that recipe as well. I'll link that one. You can use quinoa in a tagine um, by itself in place of couscous. You can make Greek meal prep jars, which I love. One of my go-to meal prep um, salad recipes in the summertime. You can make a quinoa tabbouleh. So many options for quinoa. Quinoa is so good. Let's talk about some other dried legumes. We already talked about canned beans and that you could use dry beans instead of canned beans, but cook them in on the stovetop or in the Instant Pot. I find the Instant Pot is my absolute favorite because it takes a lot less time. And again, you can also cook them in a slow cooker. I just haven't had the best of luck cooking them in the slow cooker, and I've tried several times. So if you have a method that works for you and you love cooking beans in the slow cooker, shout me out on Instagram, please. Let me know. <laughs> but there are other dried legumes that don't need as much work like lentils. So lentils, there are so many things you can do for lentils. Obviously, you can make lentil soup. You can make a brown lentil soup or green lentil soup. You can make a red lentil soup. It's also really great, um, like a dal recipe with coconut milk, a kind of an Indian style recipe. I have a garam masala lentil bowl from Balance in a Bowl where I cook lentils in the Instant Pot with half coconut milk. It's delicious. You could make a warm or a cold lentil salad. You can use lentils in place of bolognese or in, in place of meat in bolognese sauce. I have a lentil shepherd's pie recipe on my website that's really delicious. And you use that in place of beef. I find lentils are a really good substitute for beef in a lot of different recipes. And then mujadara, like I just mentioned, it uses rice and lentils. Nuts. If you have a bunch of nuts on hand, okay, there's lots of different nuts, okay? There's almonds and cashews and walnuts and pecans and the list goes on and on. But I'm going to give you some general ideas of things that you can use with nuts. Otherwise, we would be here for quite a long time. You can make your own homemade nut milk. You can make a pesto. So you could use pretty much any nut you want in place of pine nuts for a much less expensive pesto. You can make a cashew cream sauce if you have cashews. You can make homemade granola. You can use nuts ground up as a breading for meat. I have a maple pecan chicken recipe that's a very popular recipe that we happen to love as a family as well. And uh, that one is one we make over and over again. And so you can use it as a breading. You can make energy balls, you can make energy bars, you can make your own homemade trail mix. There's so many different ways you can use nuts. You can also make your own almond flour as well, or almond meal. Almond flour is a little bit harder um, unless you're using blanched almonds, but you can make almond meal and you can make, you can use those in baked goods or in place of breadcrumbs as well. All right, pasta. You probably have pasta maybe lots of different shapes and sizes in your pantry. And obviously, Asian-style noodles are going to be a little bit different and a little bit more specific than pasta, but these sort of count as well. You're probably not going to want to use them with like a, you know, tomato sauce, but you could definitely use, you can find recipes using rice noodles and you can make a pad thai or you could use a, you can make a rice noodle salad or you can use ramen in several different ways. So look up different recipes using that specific ingredient. If you have more Asian style noodles, I have a soba noodle salad on the website that's really delicious. And you can also kind of interchange noodles as well. If you have a ramen recipe you love and you only have rice noodles, you can use rice noodles instead. If you, um, only have soba noodles, you could use soba noodles instead. If you don't have soba noodles, but you have rice noodles, you could mix that up in the salad. Just, you know, obviously cook the noodles according to the package direction. Some Asian style noodles only need a couple minutes in boiling water. They don't even need to like be cooked like pasta is. You can just pour boiling water over top. So 
definitely look into some different recipes with those. If you have some of those on hand, you can oftentimes interchange those. But when it comes to Italian style pasta, I mentioned some of these before, but you could serve your pasta with a bolognese sauce. You could make an Alfredo sauce, a regular Alfredo sauce or a cashew Alfredo sauce. You can make the white bean sausage pasta in my SOS family dinners cookbook. You can make pasta alla vodka, like I mentioned with that pasta sauce. You can make a primavera with spring vegetables as it starts becoming springtime or whatever vegetables you have on hand. You can serve it up with some pesto. You can make a baked macaroni and cheese. You can use it in different soup recipes. So I mentioned tortellini is great in a tortellini sausage soup. You can make a, um, so you can make stovetop mac and cheese or you can make baked mac and cheese. You can use it in minestrone, in pasta e fagioli, in tuna casserole. You can use egg noodles with beef stroganoff. Okay, there's so many things I could go on and on, ways that you could cook up pasta. So those are just a few simple ideas. Let's talk about some miscellaneous items that you might have in your pantry. And I just want to give you a couple ideas for these. I'm not going to have like, you know, five to ten ideas for each one of these, but I want to give you some inspiration that you can use pretty much anything you have on hand in some way or another during a pantry purge. So what if you have pancake mix on hand? Well, you can make pancakes. You can make pancakes for breakfast, you can make pancakes for Sunday brunch, or you can have breakfast for dinner sometime. Why not use it up? Why not do something fun? Make breakfast for dinner. You can also make a baked skillet pancake. So taking more, like basically the entire batch of pancake mix and cooking it cooking it in a cast iron or another oven safe pan and make a baked pancake which is fun and different add your favorite fillings you can add you know blueberries or raspberries or chocolate chips you could do a peanut butter chocolate swirl where you have the chocolate chips and swirl peanut butter on the top so many different ways you can make baked pancakes. If you have breadcrumbs on hand, you can make homemade chicken tenders. You can make pork or chicken katsu. Put that on top of ramen. It's so good. It's not traditional to have it on top of ramen. This is crispy pan-fried pork. Um, it's usually deep fried, but I pan-fry it. And oh my gosh, it's so good, you guys. Um, you can make herbed breadcrumbs and sprinkle them on top of pasta. You can also make herb breadcrumbs and sprinkle them on top of a salad, and that adds just a little bit of extra crunch. It's absolutely delicious. If you have some cans of soup on hand, yes, you can just have them for lunch, but you can also do a DIY soup and grilled cheese night where everyone chooses a soup, or maybe if they're big cans, you split a can of soup and you make grilled cheese and it's kind of like a smorgasbord, but you're using up what you have in your pantry. And you can even make like gourmet grilled cheese and have different grilled cheese toppings where everyone goes, okay, this is the cheese I want. And this is either meat or tomato or pesto or, you know, a fig jam is so good on <laughs> grilled cheese all different options. So you could use a, you could do a DIY soup and gourmet grilled cheese night or just plain old soup and grilled cheese is great as well. You can also jazz up your cans of soup with leftovers. So if you have a bisque like butternut squash or tomato soup, you can add additional ingredients into that. You can make a regular tomato soup creamy. You could add chicken or you could add chickpeas or you could add vegetables or you can take regular it's like canned chicken soup. You could add noodles to it. You could add zucchini noodles. You can add other fresh vegetables to it and just jazz it up. And it'll also make it go a little bit further as well. So there's lots of ways to take what you have and just make it a little bit more special. All right. What if you have a bunch of dried fruit on hand? Do you have a lot of little bags of dried fruit on hand? I have a lot of little bags of dried fruit on hand. So what I plan on using them for is, well, I usually have quite a few dates on hand because I love making energy balls. So I'm definitely going to make energy balls and energy bars. 
We have a couple favorites on my website. So the salted caramel balls are a family favorite as well as the cookie dough energy bars. And I use cashews and dates for those. I also like using chopped up dates in Moroccan style tagines. They're really delicious in a lot of Moroccan and Middle Eastern style recipes. Um, the little juxt- the juxtaposition of sweet and salty and like a lot of the different spices that are in those type of um, cuisines oftentimes are really delicious. So look up Moroccan and Middle Eastern style recipes to use up any sort of dried fruit. Um, And then they're also great in muffins as well, where you normally would use fresh fruit. You can use dried fruit or freeze dried fruit as well. What if you've got some barbecue sauce on hand? Let's use that barbecue sauce up. So you can make pulled pork or pulled chicken, and you can make so many things out of that. You can make bowls, you can make pulled pork or pulled chicken sandwiches. You could make pulled pork or pulled chicken mac and cheese. Lots of different options for that. You could make barbecue burgers. So you make burgers and top them with barbecue sauce. Really good with like a sharp cheddar on top, some barbecue sauce, maybe some um, pickles. Really good. You could also make a barbecue chicken sandwich. Um, Maybe make that chicken katsu and make a barbecue chicken sandwich with that. I mean, I know that's very fusion style recipe, but it's, I promise you, it's delicious. So use up the barbecue sauce. Like I said, you can also do barbecue macaroni and cheese. Um, If you like barbecue sauce, you'll find a way to use it. Just I think sometimes the awareness of having those things, going through, doing an inventory and going, okay, how am I going to use these things really does spark a ton of inspiration. Okay, ketchup. We've all got ketchup. Do you have excess ketchup that needs to be used? You can definitely use up that excess ketchup. One of the ways you can do it is by making homemade barbecue sauce. Yes, ketchup is the base to a lot of homemade barbecue sauces, believe it or not. You can also use it in recipes that use it as a flavoring ingredient like sloppy joes. I have a sweet potato sloppy joe recipe I use that has both ketchup and mustard in it and... I know it seems kind of funny, but it is absolutely delicious. So that that one is in the SOS Family Dinners cookbook, and um, it's it's one my family really loves. Salsa is another thing you might have in your pantry. You could make salsa chicken. I use salsa verde, and I you can also use regular salsa as well. And I cook it in the instant pot. You could also cook it in the slow cooker. Cook it low and slow, and it's like shredded chicken. You can use it on bowls or in sandwiches or on top of. Well, I guess on top of rice would be a bowl recipe. That's typically how we will serve it, but super good. You can make huevos rancheros, you can make nachos, you can make burritos, you can make tacos, you can make a queso sauce and stir in that salsa, you can make a cashew cream sauce and stir in the salsa and make a cashew queso. So there are so many different options. So friends, I hope that this somewhat random episode of me listing off a whole bunch of random things that you can make has given you a little bit of inspiration to create some meals out of what you have in your pantry. We didn't even dive into the fridge and freezer, but I think I give you a pretty good head start on how to tackle your pantry purge. So if you have not yet joined us in our free community challenge, please join us at bit.ly slash pantry purge to join the challenge. You'll get the free pantry purge guide. You'll be able to join us in the Facebook group. And I want to see your ideas. I want to see what you come up with with the ingredients that I mentioned. Maybe, you know, something as kind of boring as canned tuna or something as exciting as, oh, I don't know, 
Are pantry ingredients exciting? They can be. <laughs> they certainly can be. So what are you going to do with that ketchup? I want to know what you do with that ketchup and what you do with that tuna. So definitely join us in the Pantry Bridge Challenge. Um, join us in the group. I hope this gave you a little bit of inspiration. So what you can do with some of those for what you can do with some of those pantry items that might be in your pantry. So like I said, I will put all the links in the show notes to some of the things that I mentioned, a lot of the recipes that I mentioned, whether they're mine or somebody else's recipes that I love. I will link those in there. So be sure to check that out. Thank you so much for listening, friend. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.